like a cool breeze coming down from a frozen hill. You are listening to an unofficial podcast dedicated to the hit ABC show, Once Upon a Time. And now, here he is, Darius, Teddy. From the chillin' podcast studios in the frozen hills near Storybrook, I am Teddy the Yeti, and you are listening to the cool sounds of the Once Upon a Time fan podcast. So, ladies, gentlemen, reindeers, and warm-hearted snowmen, onceuponatimepodcast.com and Rony Zone Media present the hosts of the coolest Once Upon a Time podcast ever. Put your hands and paws together for Jeff and Colleen Roney. Hello, everyone. Hello. Welcome back. Thank you for joining us. However you found us, however you are listening. However, it is great. It is indeed. And this is the first thoughts episode for the episode entitled Breaking Glass, which is sort of like that other show that Giancarlo Esposito was on. It definitely has the same word in the title, for sure. Absolutely. And this is episode number 249. The show notes for this podcast can be found at onceuponatimepodcast.com slash 249. And we just watched the episode. We did indeed. It was a wild episode. There's all kinds of things happening all over the Mm -hmm. place. Yeah. The rain dog lady is rustling, but that's okay. We will let her. She's quietly rustling. Yes. So let us jump in, and I will let you kind of guide the direction. Well, and I'll pipe in now and then. Um. Oh, wow! You're going to put this on me. I'm a good piper. Right on. Yes. Okay. Well, the first thing that I recall seeing was the ice queen, or snow queen, building something. Yes. Building a monster. Possibly. We didn't know at that point in time, but that's exactly what she was building. Let me start by saying something really kind of different. Please do. Is that we did not start the episode with a scene, then the intro card. Mm. It was a previously on Once Upon a Time kind of catch up. Then we saw the intro card, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which was showing the staircase, the the staircase staircase from Frozen, for sure. That Elsa built in Frozen. Mm -hmm. Yep. And then we saw the Snow Queen in her little lair. Right. And it looked like Superman's Fortress of Solitude. Yeah. So maybe she had sublet part of it out. Yeah. Possible. Possible. Evil works, whatever that is. But yes. She's building a monster. Kind of like Dr. Frankenstein a little bit, sort yeah, of creating yeah. something out of yeah. ice. Out of ice. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And then we have um, the scene with Emma and Elsa, and they're trying to figure out, you know, how do they know the Snow Queen? How does she know them? What's right. going on? She took their memories. Why did she do it? Elsa <clears throat> is very impulsive. She's she doesn't want to wait around. No, that's true. And she was saying we we have to go. There time's wasting and all this. And for El, Emma is just caught. No, no, no. Wait, wait. We we need to be cautious. We don't know. Right. There's all kinds of things happening. So mm-hmm. we need to really. Well, remember, so. Elsa is terrified at this point and needs her sister to help her control her magic. She's right. afraid that without Anna, she's going to do something rash. 
And she doesn't want to do that now that she's found these people that she really is starting to care for. So I think that's where she's coming from. That's just my take on it. And there's a number of things that we're going to talk about tonight that we've seen before mm-hmm. in this show. Mm-hmm. And little things and, and this and that. And we've mentioned bag of tricks before. So mm-hmm. once they put in things like memories being gone or stolen, it, it gets used again. Sure. So we're seeing the question of who took well, Elsa and Emma's memories. They are assuming she did. The Snow Queen did. Right. And it's very possible that she did indeed do that. Or who, maybe the the person, maybe someone stole the memory of the person who stole the memory. I, I'm not trying to be funny. I mean, I'm just, you know. Yeah. Maybe somebody did it and didn't realize it. So mm, Maybe, but I have a feeling it's... Uh, no, I think based on the conversation Rumpel had with Snow Queen a while back, I have a feeling he knows that sure. she stole the memories or he actually stole them on mm-hmm. her behalf. Right. So we'll see how that plays out, won't we? Now, can I talk about the word oi just a little bit? Oh, please do. Oi is one of those kind of fun words. We have no doubt doing a song called Oi to the World. Mm-hmm. And... Oi is a, a word they use in Australia. Yep. There's a pretty famous ACDC song where they say oi. Yeah. Oi. It's very oi. British as well, by and the way. And that's what I didn't realize mm-hmm. because when we the world watched that Susan Boyle audition mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. on Britain's Got Talent, mm-hmm. when she was going to walk off, I think it was Pierce Morgan saying, oi, get back up here. Or maybe it was Amanda. Anyway, somebody it's said oi. It's kind of oi. the equivalent of hey. I did not realize that. Yeah, yeah. I, it's also Yiddish so. too. Okay. Oive. Right, right, right. Like, oh my goodness. But I was just, I was, <clears throat> Hook used oi. Oh yeah. And then Will yeah. Scarlet used oi. So both from oi's all around. They're both from Great Britain. Right. And they are not oi's themselves. They are men. Right. Okay. Hook still gets things. He can carry stuff around. Even he though totally, he has a hook and a oh, hand. Absolutely. It doesn't bother him at all. Nah, he's still. Because he's used to the, he's had the hook for several hundred years now. I was very impressed with him. And Will Scarlet. Now I know you can shed light on this. I did look it up what it was, but he ordered bangers and mash. Oh yeah. For breakfast. Right. Which is sausage and mashed potatoes. And I, w- I would like that. Sausage and mashed potatoes, yeah. I would enjoy mash is that. actually good. There are a lot of really fun foods in Britain that have really crazy names that you kind of go, huh. Yes, indeed. Well, we'll just leave. We'll, well just stop you know, right bubble there. Bubble and squeak. Bubble and squeak okay. is another one that's kind of a fun thing, and it's basically mashed potatoes and vegetables that have been fried up. Well, and then shepherd's, shepherd's pie. Well, shepherd's we'll pie doesn't have there. a funny name. I know. I know. But anyway. So, but then we have the... Instead of bangers and mash, right. he gets water and pop tarts with a bite taken out. Well, he said, and he even said this. I, I made note of this. I thought that was really funny. Is that he said, "Hey, it's been nibbled on," right? Which reminded me of Alice in Wonderland, sure, because sure. nibbling on the mushroom to mm-hmm. grow bigger, or smaller. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 sure. So that just kind of made me laugh. But 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 back to this. Before this, we have Emma and Elsa, and they find the pictures that Sydney had taken mm-hmm, right. of Emma when she first got to town. Yep. And in that picture is Emma having a conversation with Sarah. Right, Fisher, Sarah Fisher. Right. Yeah. 
which was interesting. So clearly she talked to her back when she first came to town. And the fact that she doesn't remember it, that's what's interesting. Now, I have to say this so I, I don't have a <clears throat> have an issue. I, I need to say this. The even any given Sunday yes. store yes. was in the place of the pet hospital. Uh, exactly. Okay. So I'll go with it as far as the story, but I have to say well, it is not feasible at all. As a matter based of based on fact, season one. Right. But remember, they have had a second curse that brought them back again okay. and recreated the town. Right. And the fact that she jacked with people's memories could potentially have, you know, that could have ramifications. Because maybe they will, they will, that will have also indicated that David working at the pet store or animal hospital doesn't exist either. You know what I mean? Fair enough. Okay. And, and before that, it was a haberdashery. Haberdashery. Right. right. But so, anyhow. But so. bottom line is, is that, yeah. That, that was my little thing, but let's let's go ahead and That's dive back funny in. Little peccadillo, Those anyway. were great pictures, though. It reminded oh, yeah. me of season one. Yeah. She was talking about, yeah, this is our first time with Granny. First walk to school. First time. Sydney's following them in the yeah, background. They have no idea. Like paparazzi now in Steveston. Uh-huh. Did I say that out loud? Yeah. Anyway, yeah. so they were. He was following them and taking yep. pictures and all this kind of stuff, and it was it was cool. So that was the whole question. Is Emma. Yeah clearly knew her but she's trying to figure out why her memories got erased and clearly elsa's too because elsa had no idea so that's an interesting question and we'll hopefully get to find out why which boat will hook use to take henry sailing that's what i was Um, wondering maybe grumpy's boat okay grumpy still has his boat we would imagine he's really been grumpy this season like grumpy he has indeed been and hook gave emma a public at work peck Goodbye. He did. It was very sweet. Yeah. It was very adorable. But the whole conversation between him and the knave, mm-hmm. real tense. Yep. And I love the knave as much as I did mm-hmm. on Once Upon a Time on the Land. He is brilliant. It's funny because, um, and we'll talk. About, I'll talk about this a little bit later. But um, speaking of words, you didn't know what bangers mash were. Well, right. there have been a number of words that were um, used tonight in this episode that are really not used anymore and i really kind of liked that sure so anyway so yeah will scarlet the relationship coach that was kind of oh yeah kind of fun yeah he was, yeah he's very funny and yes yes so, so yes. then the next thing we see is david and snow mm-hmm. they're talking in the apartment and he's trying to convince her to go out. They need to get out. And I'm thinking, oh, great. Are they going to take a weekend away? Are they mm. running away to the mountains? Are they going somewhere to dinner? What? He's just talking about going for a ding-dang walk. Right. And Snow is balking at that. And then he's like, look, Belle's a natural with the baby. He'll be fine. Yeah, but with our track record, we stand curses. We seem to have a problem. You know, with our, We don't have much time with our kids. We don't have a good track record with our kids. I'm like... Snow, well, let it go, let it go, let it go. I, right. And and that's what Archie was trying to tell her. And we don't have children, but... We don't. It is tough for the first time for a mom to go away. I have lots of mom friends on Facebook, and they post such things. It's like, it's my first time away, and I'm kind of freaked out, and 
What does anyone mm-hmm. have to say? And is it going to be all right? And what should I do? And it is so. tough. I will grant you that. But it was kind of funny. It was like you're going for a walk. It's not like you're going for hours and upon end. But it was kind of funny that it was just a walk. And I will say I do understand what she's talking about because uh, a dear friend of ours, uh, when they had their first child, she's now 21 and married. But when she was brand new, he would not let Anybody yeah. but him and his wife hold her yep. for the first three months. Of, not even his own parents. Mm-hmm. Nobody held her but the, the two of them for the first three months of her life. And with the right. second kid, he shoved her in my arms you know, an hour after she was born. So it's kind of – it's funny how, you know, second kids typically. But, again, with Neil, Snow – this is really Snow's first baby that she's kind of had because she really had Emma for about five minutes and then had to give her give her up. and Yeah. Send her on her way to her her best chance. So, so anyway. Bell Bell the babysitter. Bell is a good babysitter. She's good with babies. Well, she's definitely well, good reading stories to the baby. Well, yeah, but I imagine she's very good. She's a very sweet, caring, understanding person. Tonight, I'm going to read you the story of the yagwai. Um, and maybe not <laughs> how to catch a yagwai. No, I don't think so. With and without Mulan. Yeah. And adventures yeah. thus far. All right, and I also I also thought maybe evening stroll was kind of a code word for something else because <laughs> we need to take an evening stroll, and I'm going, is that a okay? Yeah, no. Maybe remember, not. remember, these guys are not. It's not modern people. It's fairy tale people. I know. So evening stroll would be actually li- literally an evening stroll. And then we see Emma and Elsa, mm-hmm. and Emma needs to go talk to Regina because she's trying to find out. Uh, she had mentioned about the pictures. She needs to know where they came from. What's the source? What's the story behind them? Because she didn't know. And so she figured Regina was the way to go. And so Elsa's like, you need to do this on your own because you need to repair that relationship. And Emma just says, nope. Experience tells me it's not going to happen. Which is kind of sad because that's a defeatist attitude to have right up front. I mean, granted, she has a good reason to think that, especially with Regina, knowing Regina's history. However, considering Regina has changed so much over the last, you know, couple of seasons for sure, but, you know, last year plus that they've, you know, been in the same, you know, time frame together. Yeah, and I know that drama, you have to change things around. It cannot sure. be the same. Yeah, you, you, but I was really enjoying the working together Emma and Regina and I I really thought that that was a nice change this bickering back and forth again it was like wow I I, you know I thought but you know people change and and there's friends and different you know relationships have things that happen that aren't Mm -hmm. fun and so yeah, yeah all right so then they show us a flashback it's Hopkins Minnesota 1998. Yep. The year we met. Ah, uh, yes. The year of our first date. Yes. People are throwing up right now. Let's I know. Oh. Yeah. Too but, sweet. Oh, boy. But, anyway. you know, 16 years ago, and Emma's now, what, 29? So mm-hmm. you figure she was, what, 13, 14 at the time? Yes. So she's supposedly 29, 30 right now. So, anyway. Um, and here we see Emma stealing. Mm-hmm. Pop-Tarts. And preteen teenage Emma doesn't clearly know how to steal properly because you don't tuck a big bulky box under your jacket like that. Right. Just not how you go about doing it. Well, and I love, you know, and if you've listened to this podcast a lot, I mentioned it at least once before that I love the movie Sandlot because you have the one kid 
in this group of kids that's going to help out the new kid. The -hmm. new kid has no idea how to fit in, how to play baseball, what to do, whatever. And there's another kid that's going to help him out. And so this little um, brunette gal. Yes finds sees her and said oh my gosh you don't even know what you're doing right and so basically got her out of that situation from being caught and then you know started to expand her world and say look you need one of these credit card you need to learn how to lift a credit card so you can buy anything you want you know and the whole thing of the manager i love how the name tag said manager right it didn't have name on it. It didn't have an actual name. It just said manager. So I thought that was kind of funny. Um, she she clearly saw that Emma was in trouble and having been kind of a little bit of a bad girl herself. So we now learned how Emma first started the whole stealing yeah. thing. Yep. Because remember when she and Neil were together, they were stealing stuff. Cars and stuff. Well, and, cars, yeah. but food at the grocery store, and she pretended to be pregnant, and that's how she was doing it. Yep. That was very smart on her part. So anyway, um, Lily. We find out her name is Lily. Yes. So Emma's friend Lily. Anyway. Uh, next thing we have this whole thing of Regina and Emma. I oh. I just want to say this really sure. fast is that Emma said, young Emma mm-hmm. said, "Well, I'm glad you told me that. I'll I'll use that next time." Mm-hmm. So this isn't a one-off thing. No, 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 she's, gosh, no. Well, because she's basically run away from the system. You know, mm-hmm. she has. I mean, it's clearly clear that she's running away. Yep. And it's also clear that, you know, she doesn't know what she's doing. And she's got to figure some way to get some, you know, get food and eat. And Well, and then they, they trade the, the famous phrase that's kind of wound through the this episode is, I have your back. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 Very good. Yep. So then we see uh, Emma and Regina. And uh, Regina is still not ready to forgive her not by a long shot and she says you know look i'm not the sorceress of the year but if you want my help you know i'm happy to help she's like you're gonna help me really you you don't you've never had my back and you never will and actually she's kind of right to a certain degree because there have been a number of times where we've said emma could have clearly stood up for her spoken up for her Mm -hmm. done something and she just stands there silently on the flip side, though, she has told some people, not in front of Regina's face, but she has told some people that Regina's done some really good things and that she's changed and blah, blah, blah. So it's kind of funny how when Regina's not there, she's happy to stand up for her. Yeah. But when Regina's right there, she doesn't do it. It's kind of it's kind of bizarre. Yeah. But anyway, so I can see why Regina would think that because Emma's never stood up for her in front of her face, really, that she can see. So totally get that. So that was like you Snow said. Snow has more than Emma. Snow absolutely yeah. has, but that that's that ties into you know young Emma and the Lily situation with I've got your back. So I love the picture that Regina was holding of her and Robin. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It had the same style of her stylized mirror. Yeah, it did. The little kind of silver swirly mm-hmm. rays on the side. Mm-hmm. It yeah. was that same uh, style. Yeah, yeah. but. You know, first off, I just want to say breaking glass is definitely definitely a not to breaking bad in, in my mind. Sure. And I think Sydney. But it's it, also about breaking yes. Sydney. Right. And, and as we learn later, breaking out. Yeah. But but I thought that Sydney acted a lot like Gus. 
yeah. being a very nice sounding, pleasant sounding, yeah. but actually plotting for sure. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So um, after, after, while Emma's down in the vault talking to Regina, Elsa is sitting in the car and hears something outside. And I'm thinking to myself, oh man, that's a trap. It's a classic horror yeah. movie yeah. mistake. You don't, go don't ever yeah. go in the house. You got to get the you dog. D- you don't hide somewhere. You get into a, a car and you get as far away as possible. Yeah. You don't go into the dark, foggy woods. Mm-hmm. Especially somewhere you don't know very well. You, you don't do that. And especially following a noise. No, big mistake. Big, big mistake. So uh, she sees an apparition. Of what seems like Anna, and so she starts falling in. I'm like, no, yeah. that's a very bad idea. No, what are you doing? She needed Emma superpower to kind of say, no, no, that's not she the real. Did. But yeah. again, you know, she's very single minded right yeah. now. She's very focused on trying to find Anna. And wow, how much easier can it be? And then um, Emma comes out and finds her gone. What I thought was hilarious is she op- the door's open. So what does Emma do? She looks in the back seat. Yeah. Because, of course, if Elsa was going to be in the back seat, she'd leave the door open. Yeah. I just thought that was really funny. I'm like, come on, Emma, you're a better detective than that. So, Well, and Sydney, going back to Sydney, he mentioned quid pro quo. Well, that's that's ne- the next okay. scene, which right. is that he and Regina are talking, and mm-hmm. he's trying to finagle something from her. Quid pro quo. Right. Quid, wow, I can't quid even Quid quo pro. No, quid pro quo. Right. Right? Yep. Basically, he wants her to do it as a, a something for him as a generous Trade. gesture. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And she's like, um, he finds the lair. He knows where it is. And he's like, I'll be happy to tell you, but you're going to do something for me. And I would like my freedom. And she's like, are you kidding me? She goes, you're not in a position. He goes, I have leverage. And she goes, I trapped you in a mirror twice. So, no, you really mm. don't have much leverage. And I'm thinking to myself, yeah, dummy, you're in the mirror right now. She didn't ever have to let you go. In fact, she could smash the mirror and you'd be gone. She, so then what? She really over-trusted him. She, she It was did. really interesting because in the end, we realized that she should ask questions like, how do you know where she... Right. How did you discover that? How did you find that? her? How did yeah. you find her? She just really kind of trusted him. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, you, you know. But, but she did so based on history with him because right. he was blindly in love with her and would have yes. done anything for her and when he realized the second time she wasn't in love with him like she wasn't the first time and she was just going to keep using him he kind of went eh, highest bitter right so so regina acted really like elsa when elsa saw what she thought was anna right. she was out of the car yeah. going yeah and when sydney says i know where the layer is well, regina said well let's go it's right no questioning, just yeah, let's yeah, go. So. Yeah. so, but yeah, that was kind of a funny scene. And I'm thinking to myself, Sydney, you're kind of an idiot. He goes, I guess I didn't have the leverage. So, okay, I'll show you. So I think that, you know, at that point in time, I'm thinking to myself, why would he, I, I mean, now we know why, but why in the world would he even like try to like talk her into something? He yeah, was trying upon, to feel out, yeah, he was trying to feel out where she was to determine if he should betray her or not. Upon further reflection. Upon yeah. further reflection. Yeah. yeah. See, and again, another f- turn of phrase, you know, people don't say that again. Mm-hmm. It, True. These days, you don't say upon further reflection. You would say, you know, thinking about that. Mm. So, I mean, it's it's another one where I, I really appreciated the, the phrasing that was used tonight. The words that are that are not used anymore. Um, yeah. I love 
language, but anyway, English. But anyway. so, so Snow is having trouble letting go. Yes, and Charming's working yes. with her. Let's. It's time to let's take our evening stroll. We're yeah, just yeah. gonna take a walk. Yeah. It's not a big deal. Belle's here. Right. Belle's good with the baby. And then she starts worrying about cell reception <laughs> and all this kind of thing. And then Charming mentions, well, you know, we can have something about a portal to Asgard. Well, he, yeah, he goes, look, we'll get, we'll get the walkie talkies. I'll tell her where it is. And then she can reach us, you know, if we're up on the mountain, if we're blah, 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 if we fall into a portal to Asgard. Right. And I about fell out of my chair laughing because, of course, um, for those that don't know, Josh Dallas played Fandral in the first Thor movie. So he has been to Asgard and he knows where that is right. and all that good stuff. So And we did see, and Brad pointed that out, we um, are pretty sure we saw the Thor hammer mm. at Rumpelstiltskin's large estate. In the yes. background along the wall there. So anyway, anyway in the background. And I background. can never remember the name of it. It's like Mjolnir or something crazy like I'll that. I'll go I, with that. Yeah, I I'll can't remember that. what it is. But anyway, um, so it was kind of, that was that was pretty funny. That was a very amusing, nice little nod to Josh's uh, turn on in the Thor movie. So the first one. He was not in the second one, which is unfortunate. Yes, that was Zachary Levi. Yeah. So when they turn around to leave to go on their lovely little evening stroll, David notices, wait a second. Will is not in the jail cell. He has broken out. Right. Who who else has broken out of that jail, by the way? Oh, Rumpel's gotten out of there. Well, Didn't I was thinking Snow, actually. Well, Snow, yeah. yeah. She also got out of there. Uh, what was interesting is that David wanted to go chase after Will. And she's like, what? She isn't keen on the, the walk. And now right. he wants to go chasing after crooks, criminals. I, I wrote down charming adventure. Of course. Right. So then you see Regina wandering through the forest. She was not picking up field mice and bopping them on the head. No. <laughs> why do you, why you, no. That was little buddy Fufu hopping, okay. hopping right. through the forest. Sorry. I, it just made I me don't. think of that all, all of a right. sudden. But she's, she's walking through the forest with Sydney to go. Right. And Cindy to go is in the compact. That's what I'm calling him. There were some promo pictures released, and one was her holding her compact, oh, okay. and some people didn't know what that was. Oh, and it's the same she, one she used, used that to contact Henry in Neverland. Yeah, when they're in Neverland. So this compact has yeah, been used a, quite a bit. Has it's good her, coverage even in Neverland oh, yeah. and, and Storybrooke. Yeah. So anyway, so he guides her to the Snow Queen's lair and tells her to go past the Troll Bridge. Or the toll bridge. East of the tr- east of the toll bridge. Right. Yep. So then, all of a sudden, Emma just pops out of nowhere. Yeah. Because <laughs> she's, of course, searching for Elsa. And she wants to help Regina, and Regina does not want her help. And then she starts saying, well, wait a minute. How do you know where the Snow Queen is? And then she says, I'm not going to explain my magic to a beginner. <laughs> right. So that's a really bad lie cover-up that she's got going on. But... Well- yeah, Emma asked Regina, are you taking nature walks, or what are you yeah, doing yeah, here in the middle yeah, of the night, that? walking I'm around? I'm looking for the Snow Queen, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she won't explain it to her, so. But, you know, she's like, if I say no, you're going to come anyway, so whatever. And then she turns and walks away, and, of course, Emma follows her. Yeah. Which is a good thing, because it was a good thing she was there. So, uh, next we have Emma and Lily. Yes. And they're sitting by the lake, and Emma's devouring a sandwich like she hadn't eaten in a month. Right. And it may have been a while since she'd eaten. 
Um, and they're sitting there, and I'm watching the two of them, and I realized she, Lily kind of resembled a young Regina a little mm. bit. Similar coloring, similar you know hair and hair and eyes and what have you. She just kind of reminded me a little bit of a young Regina. So I thought that was an interesting mirror to what was sure. happening. Mirror. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. See what you did there. Uh-huh. Yeah. So what's happening with Emma and Regina in current day Storybrooke? So they're sitting there and um, Lily basically lies to Emma about the man chasing them. And people are like, wait, you didn't know that till later. No, but I could tell. I mean, maybe I've inherited Emma's superpowers, but I can tell when she's when somebody's lying. And M, uh, Lily was clearly lying to Emma about that. You could kind of tell just by how she was acting, um, saying that, oh, yeah, no, he's a... Uh, uh, He's the social services and I'm, I'm not, I'm running away, you know, I'm staying away just like you. I'm just like you. And so she's going to stay in one of the empty homes across the lake. Yep. And you had pointed out them breaking into the home was very similar to Belle and Rumple borrowing the the honeymoon home. I would say that, yes, on some level, borrowing that home, you don't know who lives there, just Mm -hmm. kind of deciding, hey, I'm going to go stay there. Yeah, that's pretty. It's pretty similar. The difference is, is that with this is that we didn't know. Nobody knew who the home belonged to at all yet. Yet, <laughs> um, that Rumple and Bell stated. But with these, you know, homes across, they they're just homes. They're vacation homes for very wealthy people. Right. Um, there on the East Coast, and I love that Emma actually indicated she was came from Boston. She grew yes. up in Boston, so we know she grew up in Boston, which we already knew anyway, but. It just was more confirmation of that. Um, next thing we see is Elsa chasing Anna through the Storybrooke Wilderness Park. That sign right. was right there. I just thought that was funny. I, I did I did want to say one thing. It was another thread that was running through the episode is, is that Lily told Emma, it's better that we stick together. Mm, yeah. So it's just kind of that separate, sure, we can kind of get by. But together, you know, and then as we see on the other side of the the story, you know, magical power, but also just world sense and what what you know, Mm -hmm. just sticking together with somebody else is better. Well, it's better than going in alone. Right. Because look what happens when you go alone. Snow Queen. Right. And we'll get into that later. Yep. yep. Um, But anyway, Elsa is uh, chasing Anna, the apparition of Anna, through the Wilderness Park, Storybrooke Wilderness Park, which I thought was quite funny that they made a sign for it right there. We've never seen that sign before, so that was right. Um, And then she almost walks off the cliff again. That we've seen before. Yep, a number of times. That was at least least one time I can remember that snow almost fell off. Mm -hmm. And Charmy had to catch her. Yeah, and save pull her, her back. back. Yeah. Yeah. Back in season one. Yes. Way back in season one. I think it was seven fifteen. Probably, yeah. That sounds that about right. Seven fifteen, I think you're right. Seven fifteen AM, I think. Uh-huh. Yeah. So um she sees Anna across the the ravine, which there's a lovely little river at the bottom. And uh it's a pretty long drop, which would mean certain death for Elsa, I'm sure. And so Elsa sees apparition Anna, which reminded me very much of Belle on Neverland. Right. Yeah, I, I did write that Fake down Belle. a little a little later, but yes, Fake that's Anna. exactly what I was Fake thinking Anna. of. And because they crossed that ravine mm-hmm. and it was east of the toll bridge, 
or east of the Troll Bridge. Right. It was in that same type of Probably, area. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So Anna or Elsa tells her, "Don't hold on. Just I'll be right there. Stay there." And she builds the ice staircase, the yep. gorgeous ice staircase. And once again, the CGI experts did a great job with that. It looked exactly like yep. the ice bridge that Elsa built in, the, in Frozen. So I was really happy about that. That yep. they didn't try to like come up with something different. It was it was very well done. So she steps across it and it turns into solid ice again, which is really cool. And she runs over there and has she's running across. Elsa or Anna psh, disappears. Mm-hmm. Poof, poof. Yeah. It looked like she fell into something. It did. It did. Like she fell backwards or fell uh, off. Or it looked something. like she fell into the, into a hole in the ground mm-hmm. to me. But that's just what I saw. Yeah. So yeah. So she does this and that was kind of kind of So the Charmings are out on their stroll. Well, they are, but okay. before we get there, I think Oh, maybe there. Maybe that. Maybe I missed writing notes on that. So go ahead. So they're they're out on their their stroll, right? Mm-hmm. And basically, Snow says, "Oh well, it's been about an hour or so. Yeah, I am gonna get get back. I think we That's, should go back. Yeah. Is that okay? And and he said, "Okay, look, look, you can go back. That's fine. I think you've done a great job. You know, and I have to go catch this Will Scarlet guy. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna." I'm going to do that. So she kind of leaves and he goes in another direction. And then you see this digging. And at first I thought it was charming mm, mm-hmm. or David digging along the shore of this beach, wherever huh. that, this shore was. But it turns out it was Will Scarlet. Oh, yeah. So I knew exactly who it was. Anyway, but we'll find that out. We'll get to that later. later. But yeah. Um, then we have Emma and Regina again. Mm. And Regina just lets her have it. Yeah. I mean, she just absolutely flat out says, I am not going to forgive you ever because I don't want to. I mean, mm-hmm. just really angry. And Emma's just kind of like, whoa. Now, you know, I'm I'm the kumbaya guy. I like people to get along. Mm-hmm. They don't always get along. Sure. And people get upset and that kind of a thing. But I... I... I think it's good, even though it's not fun to get everything out and clear the air. And they had one of those conversations. And, mm-hmm. you know, this, when, when you start thinking about certain things that Regina has got upset about, like Daniel and the, mm-hmm. the secret and all this kind of thing, yeah. this involved love also. And so when you involve love also, that's when things get really heated. And so Regina did let her have it. She did. So I don't want to forgive you. You ruined my life. Whether you intended to or not, you did. You hurt someone. And it was really, it was really very honest of yeah. Regina to flat out say that to her. It really was. I mean, I'm proud of Regina for saying it. It was, it was pretty intense and it was a little uncomfortable for poor Emma. But at the same time, I'm glad that Regina just kind of said, look, this is how I feel. Right, and she was being honest with her instead of you know plotting, threatening, acting like she didn't care. Yeah, you're right. Well, she's been honest before, but I think it was it was far more vulnerable right. than she's been in the past. Yeah, yeah. So, 
She was real. She was very blunt. Mm-hmm. You hurt me, basically. She didn't say you hurt me those words, but she said you hurt someone. So I mean, it's just you know, it, it's 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 a tough thing, but it was a good conversation. And then we see the flashback to Emma and Lily, and they're forming their bond in the house. They're playing games and having their little conversation. And, and they did. I think it was Lily says that I live in somewhere where I feel invisible. Yeah. No one cares or no one understands me. Right. And so then Emma says, I, I feel the same way. And so that's a powerful thing when you're talking to somebody and mm-hmm. they they understand where you're coming from. That's a powerful connection. It's, so. it's, it is incredibly powerful. I'll tell you that for sure. Um, we've had a number of situations with friends in our lives where they've been through things that are very, very difficult. And right. it's really, it's very sad and it's it's very you know heartbreaking but we don't fully grasp it because we don't we've never been in that position right right you know and i won't go into details on some of the things but there've been friends that we've had you know have had these things and it's it's really tough to fully understand that and only somebody who has been in that position only yeah. someone who understands that can really truly understand how you feel and that's why for me you know i i always find it really tough to i can i can sympathize with people on certain things but i don't always have the empathy that i would like to have for them because i can't I can't understand that emotion or I can't, you know, put myself in that position because I, I don't know what that feels like. I don't know what that means. You know what I mean? Right. So and- you're right. Having that, when you do find someone who has that, I, again, flip side, I have other friends who have been through what I've been through. And I we have common bonds based on certain circumstances or situations in our life where we absolutely have formed a bond because we know how it feels to have something happen to us that other people may not fully grasp because they've never been there. I think two of the greatest things in life, one is to connect with someone through a situation Mm -hmm. that is the same. The second is to learn from someone when you don't connect. Right. And I think that's, those are the two things that life are all about. Because I think we all feel like whatever we're going through, we're on our own right and, we, and no one understands us just kind of like what we're what we're seeing here mm-hmm. but the fact is you know facebook good or bad the good side sometimes is when you're facing an issue or a situation sometimes mm-hmm. you find there are other people that yeah. are and when you find those people then you can it's a little easier a little so well, let's, anyway let's face facts life is scary right Life is not easy. Right. And there are the wonderful, amazing, fantastic things that happen in life. The happy events, the fun things. But at the same time, the scary parts, the tough things that people go through that are difficult, you feel very alone when you're going through it because you don't know if anybody else understands how you feel. And it is really difficult to kind of face that until you find someone who says, no, no, no. I know how you feel because I was there. This happened to me. And when you hear someone else's story and you start to see the same things that you've experienced, you kind of go, yeah, okay, totally. Okay, good. All right. I don't feel so alone. Because I, I think right, I think right. the, the reality is the core issue at the heart of every human being, two things, I think. Nobody wants to be alone and nobody um, and everybody wants to be loved. Right. 
So if you feel alone, it's really tough. If you don't feel loved, it's really tough. And that's two very common themes that we're running through the show tonight. And fear is another theme. And Mm -hmm. I think the biggest fear keeps you quiet. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, we talked about Facebook and, you know, opening up to friends and family and and different situations. I don't know every situation in the planet, but I'm just the fear of keeping you from not saying anything. Yeah. You know, when you're honest, like Regina was, right? That's when the other, that's when Emma knew how she felt and and all that and then you know emma said i know what that's like so see it's that cyclical thing but sometimes you have to step out and and be honest and and be vulnerable i i did want to touch on a couple of things that were said uh emma talked about the floaty hat with the locator spell Mm -hmm. how can we find her can we use that also you know when regina was telling her oh so i'm admirable yeah and, you know, sometimes when you're coming back from hurting somebody's feelings, you're trying to say the right things. But because there's all this anger and hurt mm-hmm. that you have to kind of verbally walk through, if you will, mm-hmm. you're going to get that shrapnel because right. you're trying to get back to the heart of the person that you right. hurt. Right. And, you know, she says, I'm trying to be nice, which reminded me of what emma said said that and anna said that in the last episode right she goes i'm trying to be nice and then you know regina said you ruined my life we've heard that before yeah but i can see where she is coming from Mm -hmm. she had a great relationship with robin they were building building it was great you know and and (sighs) and emma inadvertently right messed things up and then regina said you know i don't I don't have to, I don't have to want to forgive you. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. And she goes, you know, you have to learn to live with it like I do. Welcome, Welcome to, to my, my world. world. Oh, yeah. That yeah. was, that yeah. was a really, and she was really emotional when she said that, which again shows her vulnerability. Yeah. And again, she was very, very angry. I mean, there was a lot of anger in that. A lot of anger. So. So, so let's go back. You, you were talking about uh, Lily and Emma. Mm-hmm. And their little, you know, friendship thing, you know, getting a tattoo together. But in this case, it was, Lily had a tattoo. She had a a a, scar. Okay. She had a scar of a star star. on her wrist. And so she made a copy of it uh, on Emma's wrist. Yeah, with a Sharpie. And so, you know, there's a lot of people that go get tattoos together Mm -hmm. and, you know, Mm -hmm. guys do some. (laughs) Anyway, just, it's that friendship. And so we're the same. Right. And all this kind of thing. Makes us so. unique. Makes us special. Right. Makes us, you know, different. So that was uh, that was also repeated later, by the way. I thought the video camera was in the house. Oh, yeah. But it appears that Emma had one. Oh, no, I think that I think she... it was in the house, and I think she stole it. Uh, okay. Yeah, because she said, all oh, right, hey, right. look. So okay. it seemed to me like she basically found it sitting there and then ended up stealing it is what happened. So the thing I was like freaked out about is now there's evidence mm-hmm. that they've been there. Right. And I'm glad she stole that because if she would have left it behind, there you go. Right. Because, I mean, I mean, you can say a lot of things like 
Lily's father was lying and all this, sure. and say, "Well, let's just play this tape here." Right. And, right. You, know, you made. Why do girls stick their tongue out when they're taking pictures? I don't. What? Know. Why? why? I, I I don't know, honey. I really wish I could tell you. I don't understand that either. Scott Murray from Assembly of Geeks said, "When you do a selfie, you shouldn't make weird faces." Oh, I agree. So he would not like that selfie on the probably or not. the video, the Velfi or whatever they call that with the video <laughs> camera. It's still a I selfie, but anyway. All right. Um, next thing we see is that Elsa finds the fake Anna and is hugging on her. And it's you, clearly a fake because she's very unemotional, very not Anna at all. And Elsa's like not picking up on the fact that she's not real. And so then the Snow Queen appears and vaporizes Anna. Yes. The fake one. Mm-hmm. And traps Elsa. Chains her to the ground with what ice chains which were handcuffs fear well yeah it was the fear that kept her trapped and she even said the more you are afraid the worry and the fear is what's going to keep you here and out of my way and i'm like wait what what does she need her out of her way for Mm -hmm. why what's she planning is she gonna and then she says she's gonna build a snowman but for what purpose a real one or a puppet, like right. fake Anna, you know, like a a man that's really made out of snow, but then has human feet. You know, I mean, I, I didn't know what she was going to do with it. I was like, what? What's so that's, all about? I mean, that's definitely another thing is that all these these armies and different things that that the Snow Queen has are just mm-hmm. figments of nothing. They're right. just snow apparitions. Right. right. And it's there's no, there's nothing real. Right. I mean, she doesn't have an army bigger than Bo Peep's army. I mean, I'm, it's kind of—I'm kind of joking, but kind of not. It's just like she has less than two oh, people. Oh my gosh! So, which which comes into where you know, at the end, but right, you know, Star Wars says fear is a path to the dark side, and mm-hmm. so controlling fear, controlling mm-hmm. anger—that's right. one of those things that you know the Jedi had to yeah. had to do. Yeah. So, anyway. So, yeah, that was really poor on poor Elsa, I mean, trapped there by her fear. And, you know, when she learned how to control it, then things were going to be good for her. But at this point in time, she's just extremely fearful and she is very, very securely trapped. Uh, next thing we see is that we see the knave. He's digging holes. Yes. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. I'm like, is he looking for the white rabbit? Because hmm. the rabbit used to dig holes, right? But. Yes. Was he looking for a portal to get to Red Queen? Yes. Well, no, he was looking for no, his backpack well. with the map. But but he, here's the thing. He had a residence there. I know. With electricity and yeah. and oh, all, yeah. all that stuff. Oh, yeah. Why can't he find that? Because I'm trying to go with it. As he said. He was he drunk told, when he. No, he said he was knackered, which okay. is a great, fantastic word for drunk. All right. He says, too knackered. <laughs> That's why he couldn't remember where he buried it. And that's okay. why he couldn't remember. And then he buried the, the sack with the map. Right. And he buried the map that told him where to get the sack with the map was, yeah, okay. which was hilarious. So, again, he's he's poor, poor, poor Nave. I'm, I love him so much. And I just am so sad that he's so sad that he keeps himself drunk all the time. What did uh, Snow call him? She called him the what drunk bookworm, boozy bookworm. That's a boozy bookworm. I know it was an alliteration. Um, and that's hilarious. I love the revealing of, 
Oh, so who are you then? It's like, well, I'm the sheriff's wife. Oh, well. You're you married know. to the blonde? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, yep. it's my daughter. Right. I'm married to the other one. Oh. Wait, what? Yeah. And they'll come again? <laughs> so, I mean, just. And then and then she yeah. she said, well, so you broke out or did my. Anyway. Oh, no, he the... let you out. He's like. I'm not following. Yeah. What? And then she explained, she figured out what was going on. And then she convinced him to tell her because he said, she says, I'll even pardon you. And she's like, he said, who are you that you can pardon me? Oh, I'm also the mayor. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah, totally. And that, re- <laughs> that reminded me of uh, the old Lucy show yeah. in those small towns where the justice of the peace is the same as the sheriff is the same as the, and all that kind of thing. So it was kind of funny. But yes, indeed. And then we see the. Well, next thing is Emma and Regina yes. find Elsa's mm-hmm. staircase. Yep. And Emma's like, we should probably wait to cross this and see if it's safe. She's like, it's safe. It's fine. And then halfway up, what happens? Snow Queen blows a blizzard on them. Right. I I had a feeling something was going to go wrong with that thing. And I actually expected the bridge to collapse before Emma walked onto it and have Emma need to save Regina. Right. That's what I kind of expected. Well, and it kind of reminiscent of Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom with that whole bridge thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of reminded me of that. Too. But Emma's pretty good about creating something out of sticks and sure. stuff. So. Well, and then she says that, that so then they're, they're bent down and they're hunkered down and Snow Queen found us. Sydney. And she, Emma's like, wait, why is Sydney involved? Why would yep. Sydney know? What are you not telling me? Mm-hmm. And uh, she was really unhappy with her about that. And then, uh, then they kind of cut. And then we see Emma and Lily asleep on the couch in with the, the stolen house. With the Poltergeist TV on. With the Poltergeist TV on. Well, they've been watching videos or probably or something like that, and it, they didn't turn it's it off. It's close to Halloween, so I figured probably. I'd bring it up. Oh, yeah. And then we see, uh, we hear a noise. Yes. The flashlight. Mm-hmm. And there's the man chasing Lily, who turns out to be her dad. Yep. And so then... She finally has to spill the beans. When well, the beans are spilled because the dad says, "I'm your father," and then that's when Emma's just—you can tell she's feeling very betrayed. Sure, very unhappy, and rightfully so. Rightfully so. Well, you have stars on your wrist, and right made, made selfies into the video, right. and exactly, yeah, yeah. Played games, had snacks. Well, they so, had a table full of snacks. They boy. had. They did. They didn't need. Well, man, hi. Spend a lot of money with dad's credit card. True. Um, then we see Emma and Regina finding out Sydney and Emma finding out Sydney's in the mirror. Yep. And then Sydney basically tells Regina off. Mm-hmm. And pretty much says, you know what? She's like, you're working for the Snow Queen. He, he's, he's, he, that's why he was wanting to barter with her at the beginning. Right. Because he wanted to see if she was willing to offer him something that maybe the Snow Queen wasn't, because then he could have betrayed the Snow Queen. But in this case, he betrayed Regina. So Sydney's the Han Solo. He's just he's working for the bit, highest bidder. Absolutely, but he's not Han Out Solo. for himself. Well, he's not Han Solo. I know. He's not. And then he says, oh, and by the way, she has a present for you. Ugh. Jerky, jerky man. I would have smashed the mirror at that point in time. But we knew, we discovered later Regina wasn't going to do that. So then... 
the bridge starts to break. Well, yeah, Sydney said that the Snow Queen has a present for you well deserved. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, he was mad, so too. double cross. He, oh, yeah. yeah. He stabbed so. her in the back big time. So yeah, we, we had this jump. Emma told Regina, well, jump. Well, they're running up because yeah. as, as it's they're trying apart. to, you know, it's falling apart. And, of course, Regina doesn't want to hear what Emma has to say until she shows her. No, look, you know, run. And so then they're running across the bridge. And I'm thinking to myself, you both have magic. You couldn't have, like, transported yourselves, like, across or fixed the bridge. Or I mean, probably they couldn't because, you know, it's the Snow Queen's magic, so they can't defeat it. Right. But they probably could have. Anyway, so they jump, this magical jump, and they barely made it across. And the present is a giant ice warrior. Right. It, and I, I wrote down Thorian Snowman. Actually, I'll tell you what it reminded me of. It looked a lot like the warriors that the um, ba- that baby doll had to face in the oh. first thing of Sucker Punch. Yeah. Okay. And if you have not seen the movie Sucker Punch, highly recommend it. It's not Citizen Kane, but no, but it is a great good movie. Segments in it. Oh, dude! So. It's a fantastic story, really well told, yeah. and incredible visuals and we met one of the guys that worked on the movie who when we visited to, vancouver exactly who also happens to be one of the set dressers for once right. upon a time yeah so uh he anyway great movie so but that that first scene where she in the first fantasy sequence where she's learning to be a warrior to mm-hmm. fight herself there are three warriors she has to face and they looked very much like that true ice warrior all right so but I also want to talk about Elsa realizing and basically talking herself out of those chains right. when she said, I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid. I'm not, I'm not afraid. afraid. And she and, calmed herself down and then <laughs> broke the chains. And, you know, that's a very, it's a powerful visual idea that fear can chain you down. Mm-hmm. And... Mm-hmm. You know, when you when you think about it, fear is thinking about things that may or may not happen. And most of the time it doesn't happen. And so I think fear is forgetting your own ability and diminishing your own ability in being able to stand up to something or to uh, not stand up at all. I think it's very paralyzing. Fear is very paralyzing. Or, yeah, yeah. And and you put, yeah, I mean, we, we can talk a while, but yeah, oh, yeah, that's good. All right. So the, uh, so we. We flash back to young Emma. Right. And Lily. And Lily sitting in the back of her dad's car and dad talking to the policeman. What did she write on the paper? I wonder. I think she wrote an address. Yeah. I think she wrote an address. Uh, and wanted Emma to meet her at this place because that's pretty, pretty, she's, you know, I think she gave her, I think she said, you come find me. What? When you get out again, come find me. And we'll so, run away together. Yeah. And Emma was just so horrified at the thought that this girl had lied to her. Why in the world would I want to run away with you? And then she licked her thumb and wiped off the tattoo. Yeah. Basically yeah. said, I'm not your friend anymore. We are not like each other at all. But, you know, Lily was trying to dig herself out of the hole, pardon the pun. Right. Said, I hate my home, though. Right. I'm just like you, even though I have been yeah, adopted. I, have a fam- I was adopted, and I but have a family, but I hate my home. I hate my home. Yeah. 
And so you know, that really harkens back to the discussion that Emma had about <clears throat> a home. Her and Neil and, you know, home isn't home until you miss it. And right. that was so. The other thing it reminds me of actually is Henry. Mm-hmm. Henry talking to Emma at the beginning saying, you don't understand how bad my life sucks. Yeah. Yeah. But your mom loves you. No, you don't understand. She's evil. Mm. Perception. Yeah. Perception, because yep. Henry did believe that she was evil and that she didn't love him, which is not the case at all. She absolutely loves him, has from the beginning. So we see Emma and Regina taking a taking a swipe at the old. Uh, oh yeah, Thorian snowman well, or th- snowman. Yeah, and that was really kind of cool because without speaking. Emma moved off to the side to kind of get distract from the side. And that's when Regina was able to kind of push the, the, the snowman back a little bit or the ice warrior back with her fireball, but it didn't quite work. And then when Emma tried it, that didn't work either. So then they had to work together and they right. realized that together they could defeat it. And sure enough, they did melted him down to a puddle of water. Yeah. Because yeah. that was kind of creepy and freaky and weird that when Regina threw the fireball at him, the first time and got rid of his arm he grew it right back right with the axe too mm-hmm. and he came back almost like stronger than ever that was creepy and weird then elsa appears yeah well no the the, the ice the snow queen does yes she appears and mm-hmm. then she starts choking the life out of them very force-like. that's right yeah force choke. force choke on both of them and and i'm i'm thinking to myself okay come on girls come on and then i Right on cue, Emma, I mean, Elsa, shows up and just blasts her. But she, um, the Snow Queen, stole Regina's compact Well, she did. She, mirror, took her, she took her compact. And she said, that's really what I came for. Yeah, that's all I needed was that. And then um, the way that the Snow Queen kind of got up from Emma's blast when Emma did that, that was kind of crazy. Yeah. Or from Elsa's blast. It was really a weird... Weird visual, um, almost like footage being rolled backwards. Yep. You know what I mean? It was really bizarro. Um, anyway, she steals the mirror and then she gets away. And, and then they have that conversation. I think we already talked about. Well, that. they have the other another conversation. And, right. um, Emma and Regina. So Alice tries to get them to reconcile, but Regina flat out refuses, and Emma just stands there mutely, doesn't say a word. I'm like, come on, say something. Yeah, we're not partners. Yeah. I don't want to forgive. Yeah. 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 That's the conversation they had. So then um, so we see the Snow Queen. She mm-hmm. frees Sydney. Yep. And uh, she tells him basically she only wants the mirror. It's a reflection of who we are. You know, just a tiny fraction of our souls. So what's interesting about that is that's very similar to... Um, because she said it shows you, you know, what you want, who you are, your, you know your desires um very similar to the original snow queen story where the troll an evil troll made a magic mirror that distorts the appearance of everything it reflects and it fails to reflect the good and beautiful aspects of people and things but it magnifies their bad and ugly aspects Mm -hmm. so i think that when she uh when she creates that mirror she, you know, she has the Sydney mirror. She breaks it, and then she has the big one, right. and she creates it. It's cracked. It's distorted, mm-hmm. very much like the original story, right. and is reflecting the not good things. 
and then when she talks about what it is she wants, she's very, um, (laughs) it very much reminded me of Zelina. Yeah. Very much. She wants what she has, she's been denied for so long and it's clearly something she wants to get back from Regina because she wanted Regina's mirror. That's the only one that worked was Regina's mirror. So something about Regina's mirrors is important. And when she cracked the compact mirror, Regina's mirror, she took out a piece of it. Exactly. And then put that in her mirror, mirror. in her lair. Right. And it went together. Right. It it cleared cleared things up. So, um, she frees Sydney and she's like, I'm done with you. I don't need anything else. And by the way, you're going to want to get a warm coat cause it's about to get cool around here. All right. The, the one thing I want to say is that the snow queen is spying. I, I am thinking on Regina, like Regina used to spy on everybody. Yeah. That's a very real possibility. So, so then we see Elsa and Emma having the conversation again for the third time. And Elsa tells her she can't give up on Regina. Somebody who's important to you, you shouldn't give up on them. You know, that was one thing she learned from Anna. So she, you know, it reminds her of Lily, clearly. Mm-hmm. The you know, the whole thing where she had given up on Lily and how Lily was important to her. She was supposed to be her best friend forever, and she wasn't. And so I think that reminded her, the whole thing reminded her of Lily. So she goes back to see Regina. And that was actually a fantastic conversation. It was a great scene between the two of them. And Regina's like, seriously, are you ever going to leave me alone? Just go away. I don't want to talk to you. And she says, look, I'm sorry. You're right. I'm an idiot. Well, that's one thing we can agree on. And the conversation between them is, you know, Emma basically begging her saying, look, I just just want to be friends. You know, yeah. it's hard enough that, you know, I'm dealing with. And I've had these things happen to me and I feel alone and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, you similar to you. And she points out their similarities Mm -hmm. and says, look, I just want us to be friends. And I think that kind of like softened Regina a lot because Regina doesn't have too many friends as she clearly has stated a number of times. And the fact that, you know, she wants to be friends and she understands her and she pointed out, you know, look, you and I are very similar so i'm not going to give up i want us to be friends that's really all i'm after i'm not trying to you know sway have you assuage my guilt that's not what i'm after i really Mm -hmm. just want us to be friends you know i think we work well together and i think we could be friends i think we have a lot in common that's really what i'm i'm interested in i i love that conversation i thought it was a great conversation yep and i also think that regina a lot of regina's little secrets were coming out all over the place. Oh yeah, because at one point, at one point when it was the when it was Elsa, Emma, and Regina, we totally missed this just a couple of scenes ago when they were talking and Regina is just pissed off and just poofs and disappears. She's like, "What? You want me to tell you that I I, I worked with Sydney because I was trying to kill Marion and then change my mind? Because mm-hmm. you're not going to believe me." Yeah. I think that really kind of. Start, I mean, Emma was kind of startled, but I think Emma believed her because she knew well enough to know that. She's telling the truth. Right. So I think that'll come up at some point in time, and I hope it does, because I really think that I want Emma to say, no, I believe that's exactly what happened. Because well, I get I get why you'd want to, I get why you feel that way. I want that to happen. Regina was kind of shocked. You thought we were friends? Yeah. And I, I don't think she even no. really realized that. Yeah. And not laying any blame anywhere. It's just like. No. I mean, sometimes. I think it surprised her. Right. 
I think it really did. And I think it surprised her because, again, Regina doesn't have very many friends, people she can call friends. And especially since, I mean, she probably can't call Maleficent her friend anymore considering she trapped her in dragon form. Well, yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll see how that whole thing shakes out. And Catherine, we don't know what happened to Catherine anymore. Still don't. We have have no idea what happened to Catherine. Probably working at Dark Star Pharmacy or whatever. Um, I'm thinking she and Frederick are back in the Enchanted Forest somehow. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. But anyway. All right, so let's talk about the Charmings. Oh, the Charmings and Baby. So cute. What I really love is when... When David came back mm-hmm. and Mary Margaret uh, kissed him and said, I love you, mm-hmm. it reminded me a lot of kind of the whole Excalibur thing where mm-hmm. he did something to empower her right. and to make her kind of lean on herself mm-hmm. to do something and didn't need any whatever. Mm-hmm. He did the same kind of thing where he he wanted he wanted her to experience life and not worry about neil neil's being totally taken care of but remember who she was right you know we've known lots of moms Mm -hmm. that kind of feel like they've you know left their old life behind of of dreams and aspirations being a mother is a great thing and it is a hard thing yeah but they forget that they are also a woman too. And, mm-hmm. and some, you know, girls night out and they have all their fun and stuff like that. But it's just that, that little part was really neat when she kissed him and said, I love you. Mm-hmm. And cause she realized that, you know, we realized that that wasn't the case, but she felt like her old self, yeah. uh, you know, anyway, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's kind of what I, no, it was very, that, it was very, so. very, very sweet conversation between the two of them as well. A really good conversation. I love the fact that, you know, she says, I, I know what you did. I really appreciate that. I caught the thief and he's like, wait, what are you talking about? And when they started to kind of unravel the conversation a little more, he realizes that she actually did catch, well, something he was trying to do. And the fact is that she pardoned him and let him go. But she felt good about doing that. And she, she, when she said, right. I kind of felt like my old self, I think that was fantastic. Because, again, he wasn't going to let it go. But the fact that she felt good about herself was so much more important than catching Will, who, again, drunkenly broke into the library. Again, not really a punishable right. offense, but we won't go there. All right. So let's talk about Hook and Emma at the sheriff's office. Yep. She's sitting there contemplating. Now, did you notice she put her hair in a ponytail at this point again? Hmm. She hadn't had her hair. Her hair was down the whole entire episode. Yep. But it was in a ponytail, just like when she was a girl. Yep. Thinking yep. about Lily. Mm-hmm. So I think that kind of put her in that frame of mind. And so he offers her a drink. Right. She's like, yeah, that's like a good start. <laughs> so we see very, very reminiscent things. We see her old glasses yeah. from Tallahassee days. Right. We saw a mood ring. A mood ring, yeah. Which is very 70s. Yeah. Probably even more than that. 80s, yeah, yeah. Picture of Neil. Yeah, picture of her. And that was really tough. And you could see her getting emotional about that. And you could kind of see him getting a little... The emotion on his face clearly said to me, that's what I... This is what I'm taking from it, is she still has this, but... He's dead, so I guess it's okay that she's kind of got this because it's not like he can come back and 
yeah. do anything about it. And right. he has a father or child. So, okay, all right, I get it. All right. He kind of like wrestled through why is she still carrying this picture of the two of them? But, you know. Yeah. He, he kind of he kind of resolved um, himself with that. Then the famous baby blanket. Yes, the baby blanket. Yes. Love it. And then we see the video camera. Yeah. And after all these years, the batteries are still good. Right. Thank goodness. Right, right. And so she says, "This is I made this with an old friend, mm-hmm. and I haven't watched it in a long time, and so I've been thinking about the past, and I want right. to watch it. Right, So we see the, the selfie, and the, uh, or the, the velfy. It's a selfie. All right. And the tongue and hanging out and mm-hmm. making goofy faces. Then we see... A little bit of snow, a little bit of snow, you know, salt and pepper fight. Yeah. And then we see the home and the kids. And she's like, whoa. He goes, who's that? And she's like, I don't remember any of this. Yeah, That kid, the dark headed, curly headed kid looked like the mean kid at the, at the, uh, at the home where... Yeah. Uh, young August. Right. Left. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that was Emma. exactly what that was. It looked like the same place. Reminded me well, of the same place. It, it was a home, though. It was it was a house. And, and yeah. that's it, it was a house where she was with August, too, by the way. Okay. It was. I'm, I'm telling you. If we go back and look at the, the thing, I'm pretty sure it's going to be the same thing. Right. But bottom line is, she's there. She's in the home. No, what I'm saying is this is a home where she was adopted into. That's what I'm saying. Okay. So. And actually, she was a teenager at this point. She would have been a baby. So it's long, long after that. Okay. So, but still, that kid was not the same kid then. Right. And that's that's fine. Okay. You just say it looked like it to me. Gotcha. But anyway, so then we see the reveal. The reveal. (gasps) Dun, dun, dun. Snow Queen is her foster mother. Yep. What? Yep. We called that. Totally called that. Yeah. So. Wow. Every once in a while, we're right, but I'm. Yeah. And I love how they pause right there. Yeah. At the picture of her looking right in the camera. And Hook is like, is that? She's like, yeah. Mm -hmm. That was crazy. So so now I think Emma's going to be on a trek for answers like. Regina's on a trek and Henry's on a trek for answers too. So you know what I hope? I hope that she enlists Regina's help with this. Yeah. And I hope that Regina understands what she's doing and doing that and trying to form that bond and kind of tie them, unite them together a little more strongly because I think that would be really cool if the two of them work really hard to like, yeah. So, because especially if think about think about this, if Snow Queen has Regina's compact and she's going to use it to essentially spy on Regina to get what she deserves, which by the way, we find out she wants a family to love her. Right. Yep. We found that out. That was a big important thing that she said. I'm finally going to have a family to love me, which again reminded me of Zelina, and I was like, okay, I'm a little disappointed that that's her motivation because yeah, yeah, yeah. it was very Zelina like. Yep. Not going to go there, but anyway. But if that's the case, then Snow Queen's going to be after Regina as well, a little bit. Regina, Alice, mm. and Emma, the three of them are going to have to band together. And they're very similar characters anyway. They have a lot of similarities. So the three of them working together is actually 
going to be the only thing that's going to defeat the Snow Queen, is what I think. I still wonder if Elsa and Anna's parents are truly dead. I believe so, they are. I right. firmly believe they are. Okay, so still we we have answers and we have more mm-hmm. questions mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. So we are going to wrap this up. I want to thank you again for listening, however you found us, and spread the word. Mm-hmm. And also, if you shop at Amazon, please use our Amazon link. It's onceuponatimepodcast.com slash store. And whatever you purchase on Amazon, we get a small percentage, but it helps us pay for stuff. Mm-hmm. And the uh, show, for sure. Also, we have a donate button if you want to donate for us and uh, help us pay for the costs. Every little bit helps, and we really appreciate that. So uh, until next time. Yeah. This is Jeff from Colley Roney, and I want to send big love out to everybody. Remember, big love is so big that you can't keep it all to yourself. You really wouldn't want to anyway. Pass on to somebody else that needs it because we all need it. Yep. Take care, guys, and we will talk to you soon. See you guys. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Once Upon a Time Fan Podcast. This is a Rony Zone media production. Please contact or connect with us. You may hear your comments on an upcoming episode. We're on Twitter at OUAT Podcast, on Facebook at Facebook.com slash OUAT Podcast, or leave a comment at the show notes. Contact us via email at feedback at once upon a time podcast.com or leave a voicemail at 657 333 Until next time, spread a little big love around. Rumpelstiltskin was voiced by Brad Pogress, and Teddy was voiced by me, the voice of Steve. You can check out my podcast, the voice of Steve podcast, free on iTunes. Say hi at facebook.com slash voice of Steve, or see what I'm doing over on Twitter at the VOS show. Check out everything I do from the podcast to voiceovers. I even have a blog sometimes at thevoiceofsteve.com. Hope to see you around, and thanks again for listening to the Once Upon a Time Fan Podcast.